everybody. Welcome to uh, Bigger Than My Podcast, the podcast all about me and podcasts that are bigger than it. That's not true. This is a podcast about John Mayer. That that was actually pretty terrible. Uh, and <laughs> one of the first, I guess I could still claim that we're, we're the first podcast to do this. I say we, but I just mean me because I have different people on. Uh, <laughs> there is a Mayer cast out there, and they are tremendous, but they haven't released anything in a while. I did have... Kyle from the Maricast on last week. Go listen to that. That's great. This week I got a different Kyle. This is a marathon of Kyles. I have Kyle Joyce from uh, you're from in the UK somewhere, right? <laughs> yeah, I'm from uh, England. It's, England. Um, it's from <laughs> it's a place called the Midlands. It's literally in the middle of England. Oh, oh that's, that's a clever name then. <laughs> yes, yeah, really inventive, isn't it? Not inaccurate. <laughs> yeah. um, it's our one year anniversary on Facebook. We didn't plan it like this. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, we didn't. We we totally we totally coordinated this. We are we hit the one year mark today of our Facebook friendship. Apparently, yeah, that's just right. On the day we happened to, we totally planned so, that. Yeah, <laughs> we've been planning that all year, really, haven't we? <laughs> um. It's also been the six-year anniversary, well, I guess yesterday it was, of Born and Raised, right? Yeah. Uh, as of the time of this recording, at least, uh, Born and Raised uh, came out six years ago, 23rd, 13, 12, yeah, 2012, 2012 yeah. Paradise Valley was 2013, sorry. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and yeah, it's still one of his most personal, intimate albums to date, and it's Definitely. fantastic. If you're curious if it holds up, everybody, uh, yeah, probably gets better with age, honestly. I, I, I can agree with that definitely. And I think you wrote something about it too. Uh, yeah, I, people, I put that at the end of the episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah, people, you can look you look that up if you're in the group. Uh, you know what group we're talking about. We'll talk about it anyway when we, you know, a little bit later on. Yeah, definitely. Uh, you are a. Do you write songs as well? Uh, I, I have done. Yeah, I've oh, actually okay. um, recorded some with a producer where I live. Um, oh, that's cool. The, they haven't been released yet, but we, we pretty much dropped the instrumentals and we did some vocals, but they said uh, we might have to redo them. Oh, nice. <laughs> well, no, that's that's great, man. Um, I Yeah, I was just wondering. I, I thought you had, and I don't know. I just didn't see Yeah, I, I do a lot of... Um, <laughs> I remember you mentioned with um, the other Kyle. You think you called him Americyle. Americyle, um, yeah. And you're yeah. apparently... As bequeathed by JD, frequent guest of the show, you're apparently GBK because G- you're great G-B-K. British Kyle or something like that. That maybe that's it, but <clears throat> somebody actually, um, somebody from the group messaged me saying that they'd um, heard the episode <laughs> and they were talking about me. <laughs> we're talking so, all bad things about you, and we left in the episode. Yeah, but no, no um, <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, I like having. Uh, it's interesting having the songwriter perspective on here. Yeah, especially um, because I, I do that too but it's it's not you know everybody writes songs differently the method's different how, yeah, how John impacted you, you, your songwriting is different so yeah I remember you mentioned to uh, the other Kyle Americyle that um, yeah. you're a lyrics guy you see the importance in lyrics yeah I, I had yeah uh, I'll definitely much. say the same about myself that's, oh that's yeah, yeah it's kind of um, a curse honestly because yeah, definitely. You <laughs> You're just beating like yourself really up good. over like, no, no, no. People have already sang about that before. I don't want to do that. You know, I don't want to repeat I myself. Mean, but it, it makes the songs better in the end, I guess. Yeah. 
Melody's um, equally important, and I think uh, that's why we do this podcast for a guy that knows how to balance both of them. You know, Melody, yeah. he knows how to weigh them both the same. We're like, I don't know. They're, that's how good he is. Is like his lyrics are next level, but his melodies always match them. That's how yeah, freaking good just, John Mayer is. <laughs> yeah. Welcome uh, to being on my podcast. We talk about John Mayer. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I always bring it back. Yeah. Hey, I'm the king yeah. of bringing it back. Yeah. So uh, yeah, you can participate in this tradition or not. That's fine. Uh, this is, is it kind of Mayer voice. Yeah, it is. <laughs> uh, I don't think I've been trying to do it like in preparation for the episode. I don't oh, think okay. I can do it. You can no, you can do it. cartoonish. The more cartoonish, the better, I guess. Uh, <laughs> in your airiest mayor singing voice, uh, this is kind of a spur of the moment question, and I may have asked it before on this podcast, but I don't remember. Uh, what was the last thing you ate? <laughs> what was the last thing I ate? Yeah. Um, I think it was uh, chicken for dinner. Oh, really? Chicken? Okay. Yeah, we had we had some chicken for dinner. Oh, so you mean chicken or whatever? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. See, <laughs> see, I think it's best that you do it. You, you, you've had many episodes of practice of this. Um, yeah, uh, many years of it, pre-podcast too, because, you know, I was explaining in my last episode how, like, how my brother would always make fun of Mayer's singing voice uh, just to irritate me because he knew I loved the guy so much. Yeah, I got a lot of, um, of stick at school for writing John Mayer. Yeah, it's... Um, because when they'd obviously when I tell them about John Mayer, I'd obviously go home and YouTube him. And like the first things that come up for your body is a Wonderland. Of course. And uh, yeah. Yeah, you gotta um, learn how to shut that down with people. We hey, we had the same struggles, and Kyle in the last episode talked about him too. Oh, the yeah. your body's a Wonderland guy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, clearly. You yeah, don't know and and then you have to redirect them. I think what every John Mayer fan has done at one point is exactly. redirect someone to where the light is. Like, hey, this is what you can do. <laughs> He's not all about. Yeah, everybody, every John Mayer fan has done that at one point. It's not all. Listen, and listen, granted, he puts this. Yeah, li- listen to his lyrics and the musicality of what he does. Seriously, uh, even in your body's Wonderland, you could point out like the yeah, but that guitar solo part was pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> beep, but, and boop, like, boop, 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 boop. I love that part. I think what you mentioned in the last episode as well is his pop uh, music is actually really complex, a lot more mm-hmm. complex than the pop music of today. Yeah, especially. Yeah, but just in general, like some of the chords. I think you said it was jazz chords mainly. Yeah, what is um, his first album? Especially, like even in your body's Wonderland, uh, it, not necessarily during the verses and the chorus, but everything else is jazzy as hell. It's like he's trying to make the most complicated mesh of chords possible. Uh, yeah. I don't know who he was trying to impress. Clearly, a label. Clearly, I saw an interview once um, where he said the label told him that Rufus Squires was going to be kind of like the introduction and then mm-hmm. Heavier Things was going to be the, uh, like, where you proper do it, proper do it, <laughs> where you oh, proper, yeah. like, get into it. And right. uh, he, he said that Rufus Squires, he wanted Rufus Squires to be the one. So I might explain Neon and all of the yeah. other complicated songs. I get it. I totally get it. Yeah. And then having released like okay that's all of my complicated like the most complicated stuff i could possibly write now he's in a space where he can just explore you know what can i do in this set of four chords like in new light for example uh bring it yeah, to a current new song new light yeah. is four chords more or less and there's uh you know like a b7 in there somewhere uh but it, it's mainly four chords and it's like what can i do in those four poppy chords you know yeah, talking and, about new light that really split john mayer fans 50 50 didn't they? i 
am shocked to hear this. I am shocked, honestly, because like I, the 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 feed is a lot for me. I think I might have confessed to this uh, with JD on the podcast before. Yeah, I mean that we hide the feed because it's like there's a lot of stuff in there. I mean, at the time we recorded, I think we're about to hit fourteen thousand members. So That's so many. That's incredible, though. <laughs> Yeah, uh, but yeah, there's a lot of like stuff that I'm like in my feed that I'm like, yeah, I like him too, guys. <laughs> I like him too. Yeah. He's great. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I so I missed all of the the vision over over New Light uh, up until I think I saw one of one of your posts because uh, I still get yeah. notifications when friend when friends post in there. I saw one of your posts about it. Um, I think I don't know um, or or somebody else's maybe that I'm friends with. And I was I like, oh my god, people are divided that. about this. Oh my gosh. I, I just uh, I, I knew it was coming. I knew um, when I first heard it, I lived it straight away. Um, more so than live on the weekend, which I think is an, an avoidable topic. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I just think I listened to it in the right surrounding because I was on holiday at the time mm-hmm. of hearing it, and it was like really hot outside, which is really uh, rare for England. So uh, it was like I was in the perfect surrounding, which I think the song was made for. So I think mm-hmm. I got the optimum listening experience for like the first listen lucky um, <laughs> but, yeah not not to uh, brand really but um no i think the i think it's it's different it's um and i don't think the lyrics are the most inspired i think it's safe to say yeah but i don't think for what he was trying to achieve i don't think they have to be yeah i think you're right like the the whole vibe that he's been putting out with the marketing of this song of new light has been like very i don't want to say jokey but uh he's certainly paying homage to a certain decade and it's yeah, it's quality 90s, of fashion 90s, 90s. yeah yeah <laughs> the 80s night in the music video tease uh i don't know if it was really oh. much of a tease i don't know how much of that was shots from the video that he's going to release tomorrow <laughs> is at the time of this recording unfortunately yeah. we didn't record it after the video came out but yeah you sent me a message <laughs> didn't you well, yeah. i didn't watch any release it today <laughs> right, it's like, dang know. it doesn't he know what we do at this podcast? <laughs> I think we've gathered enough. I think we've gathered enough from the uh, from the from the tease of, um, of what it's going to be. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I messaged you. I said he he's joked that it's taken ninety minutes to make, but right. I don't think he could be serious. He, I don't know. <laughs> he could be serious. Like from from what I saw. It looked like he was in front of a green street or something. Yeah, it looks like it. I was telling you that I hope it's like this really corny 80s, 90s infomercial type feel with the the videotape tracking that we used to have on VHSs and stuff. Yeah. Uh, that I, I That's the vibe the song has been giving me and like the photos of it. And then when you hear the synth, you're like, oh, okay, I see where he's going with this. So yeah, it does strike me as a little tongue in cheek and, and a little silly with the, with the lyrics. He's clearly playing around with that. And experimenting with something new musically as well. Yeah, I think it also shows where he's at as an artist. Because he said in the uh, Zayn Lowe interview that he's starting not to care as much whatever people think about him. I mean, it says in the song, who cares what people say anyway? Right. That kind of shows where he's at. So That must be a blessing (laughs) to be in that position. I I cannot relate to that. It can, I mean, yeah. it, it must be, I mean, he. it's probably not lost on him that he's worked to get to a place where he can be like, I don't care anymore what people think. <laughs> I mean, he's he's, be, he's been in the music industry since 2001, I think. Yeah. Um, I think there comes a point where you can't care anymore. Oh, it would drive you insane. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, especially of all the um, 
hate to bring it up, but of all the interviews that he's done, um, mm-hmm. you know, the ones I'm referring to. Yeah, um, the ones. Oh, we know. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I forgot to answer what I ate, what I last ate, my Arius, sorry, my Arius Mayor singing voice. I guess people were probably like, what the heck, Jeff? Answer that. Uh, I had Arby's, Arby's roast beef sandwich. And if you're wondering, hey, Jeff, how was that Arby's roast beef, roast beef, roast beef sandwich? It was as bad as you would think it is. Uh, I don't know why I ate it. I don't know why don't anybody eats Arby's. We, we don't have Arby's in England, I think. Yeah, we I was going to say, I, as I was answering, I was like, do they have Arby's in England? Or <laughs> we, we, we don't have a lot of things that you have. Um, I think. No, I've, so, I've obviously heard of it. Um, so no, you don't have don't. Chipotle over there? Is that what you're trying um, to tell me? I don't, I don't think we do. No. Man. I go I there like done. once or twice. This is an, like an American fat person food, though. Don't get me wrong. There's fit people that eat there too, but because they know how to balance out the meal. But I it's just a, it's just a burrito place. I think for the, like the big like Chipotle and all of that, I think they do um, pop up shops in London, which is like where they well you might know what pop up shops are, but they're basically mm-hmm. like a temporary shop. Oh, to give you a taste of uh, something. I think they do a lot of. <laughs> and they're like, you want like more? That. Come to America. Leave this place. <laughs> it's like <laughs> yeah. so unfair. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm, I'm a few hours out from London, so I'm quite surprised you didn't say um, from London, England. <laughs> <laughs> I was just gonna by default just be like, he's from London, I think. I don't know. Yeah, no, we have to travel to uh, London to see John Mayer because he doesn't seem to know that um, other places exist. Other places. In, yeah, in England, <laughs> that's exactly yeah. what I was gonna say. Yeah. <laughs> he's actually on the battles that he's taught. He played in Birmingham, which is like 40 minutes from me. Oh, okay. Yeah, in, I'm familiar with um, that place too. Yeah, because there's a Birmingham in Alabama, I found. Right. Yeah, uh, no, in general, just in general, like I've I've heard of. Uh, yeah, uh, Bur- yeah. There's Birmingham also like, brought up on I don't know other things, other musicians yeah, have played s- there. You say Birmingham, don't you? I do. Birmingham. <laughs> is it? But is it like Birmingham? Birmingham? Yeah. It's it's just Birmingham. I nearly said it like Birmingham. Then it's uh, just Birmingham. 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 Yeah, I yeah. thought I said it Birmingham. I I thought I said it right. Yeah, know. you did. But, uh, oh, some okay. people say Birmingham. Birmingham, Alabama. Yes, that is Bur- yeah. that's Birmingham. Yeah, that's yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, that's interesting. Though. Sorry, Freddie, won't be just offended. Yeah, <laughs> all the Alabamans <laughs> listening to this right now are flipping yeah, livid. <laughs> They're so. Or, or they might be saying, "To be fair, that's what we sound like." That's you know what? That's what my uncle Tom sounds like, or whatever they say. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> Yeah, uh, that's what I like to do on this is like really bad stereotypes of American, like people's in sections of America, I guess. Yeah, uh, or just that sense in general, like the uh, London one you did last um, on the way around the bend episode. Oh, yeah, I'm I'm like terrified to do the really bad British accent now, because um, it's like it's like is it offensive? <laughs> it, it's not really offensive. It's just um, it's like stupid Americans. It, 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 it's it's the same with America, I think. You yeah. have different accents. It's just mm-hmm. not um, you have like the standard American accent that people right. go go to. I think the London accent is the go to British accent, when actually there's a lot. I mean, I'm not giving a very good example because I have pretty much the standard British accent. Right, <laughs> but I know what yeah. you mean. That you're not you're not like Cockney or whatever. Yeah, exactly. You know. There's there's and like the Northern accent is. Um, different yeah like guy Um, Ritchie movies with full of british people you can't understand because they're all like cockney or 
lower level, yeah. I guess, <laughs> lower income level accents. I don't know if it's separated yeah, by income, but uh, <laughs> I don't know if you've seen it. Did you a TV show? Got you Peaky Blinders? That's yes. based in Birmingham. Everybody uh, talks like yeah, Peaky yeah, Blinders. But, yeah, it's yeah. yeah. <laughs> But yeah, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say it's offensive. Maybe to some like super mm-hmm. sensitive people, but I don't know. Oh yeah, there could be. Yeah, there could be sensitive. We don't all sound kind of like there are people in Texas that are like, we don't all sound like this. You know, I mean, I'm in Texas. I don't sound like that um, to a degree. You know, yeah. sometimes I put some t- southern twists on my words, but other than that, I'm not like y'all from around here. You know. Yeah. But everybody thinks we talk like that outside of Texas, so I'll yeah. just run with it. You know. And yeah, then people okay. are shocked when I'm actually like, you know, I don't sound like that. <laughs> uh, so John Mayer's great. No, um, so <laughs> I wanted to kind of take a take a ride in the DeLorean, Back to the Future, and uh, talk about when your Mayer fandom like really started. Let's see. Um, this might actually surprise you. It's because it's fairly recent. Oh. Um, the same year Born and Raised came out, 2012. That's awesome. Yeah, so um, basically, you, you have the voice in the uh, US, don't you? That TV show. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm sure, I assume you know, the version in the UK is different, though, like different hosts and whatever. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of like the people that we know. <laughs> um, <laughs> right. Like, yeah, the judges we know, and you might not. We do have what I am on our show, though. You do have um, a watcher? Uh, we do have what I am. Oh, okay. Black Eyed Peas guy on uh, our show. I was like, did you but just no, call yeah. him William? <laughs> <laughs> what I am. Um, but no, in, um, yeah, on, on The Voice in 2012, this mm-hmm. guy, Matt Milner, he uh, did a cover of Free Falling. Oh. I think you know this is Joe. And, yeah. Um, and we, me and my brother both really liked the song um, and how we played it. So we just thought, like, after the show, we YouTubed it um, or searched it on YouTube. Um, and I don't know if it's the same as now since uh, Tom Petty passed mm-hmm. away, but right. um, John Mayer was the top result. So that's the one that we clicked on. And uh, yeah, there was no going back from there. Yeah, for <laughs> I think, sure. I think we'd heard, or at least my brother had heard say before. Cause it was oh, in that yeah, because it was in that film with uh, Jack Nicholson and Morgan, Morgan Freeman. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jack but, um, Nicholson and Morgan Freeman. Uh, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> My bad impressions. Uh, this is not a good place to workshop those. Yes, that that wasn't the bucket list, though. And that actually, like, that movie, I remember when that came out and that, like, exposed John Mayer to, like, my grandparents. Because that's the type of movie my grandparents would watch. And they're like, yeah. what's that? That, that, one, that gentleman John Mayer sings that wonderful... They don't talk like yeah, that at all. That's a bad airy impression. Voice. But, yeah. airy voice. <laughs> it's an airy singing voice, and he's got that like, what's that song? That's like ding 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 ding. What's he's talking about saying stuff? It's a great song from that movie, you know. So it, the it only lyrics to that song are "Say what you need to say." Yeah, yeah. I, watched <laughs> <the lyric> <laughs> I watched the lyric video once for it, and <laughs> I just, uh, I literally, I remember like at the end, you know, when he just says "Say what you need to say." Over yeah, over and over and over. It, over it over literally, again, yeah. it literally said "Say what you need to say" times sixteen, and I just cracked up laughing. It was like. <laughs> I was just like, no. It's like the, the person making the video just gave up. Yeah. Just like time sixteen. <laughs> yeah, the video's like, I'm not typing. I'm not typing all that out. That's not happening. Yeah, <laughs> you're not doing that fade and fade back in for sixteen. I think he won. If I'm not mistaken, 
I think he won for an, a Grammy for say the same year that Jason Mraz came out with "I'm Yours," and because I remember it was like male pop vocal performance or something, and John went on stage and and even called out Jason Mraz's "I'm Yours" and was like, "Dude." I mean, your song was the hit of the year. I don't know why I'm up here or whatever. He was very humble about it and didn't understand. But he was like kind of like the golden boy at that point for the for the Grammys. They were just you yeah. know handing him you know you know the gravity was great. Here you go or whatever. It might have been for yeah, gravity, just, but um. no, I've just looked it up. He did he did get a Grammy in 2008. Wow, for say, yeah, man, they yeah they really liked him at the Grammys. <laughs> I don't know what happened, man. I don't know what happened. It's like they oh, you know, just cut him off. 2009 and yeah, yeah 2009 I'm yours happened. was released that year and also all summer long by Kid Rock <laughs> I mean, I'm devastated that didn't win yeah I am um, heartbroken I, it's yeah, just I, every time he John releases an album now uh, maybe not Paradise Valley because that is my least favorite but I still like it more than a lot of other people do um, yeah, but like every time he releases one I'm like why isn't this nominated for Grammys like Search for Everything was totally snubbed in favor of complete nonsense in my opinion in some cases i just um, don't get yeah. it um, i hate to mention it again but it might be it might have something to do with those interviews you um, think so like really. people are still like on i don't want to i don't want to say hung up on that as if it's like not a big deal but yeah. i mean this dude has done quite literally an apology tour <laughs> yeah, <laughs> quite I, literally I, I, I think yeah, i think it just already um put him out of favor with the music industry as yeah. a whole and um it's kind of like the people that wrote him off on the internet and stuff that were kind of fans of his, and then they yeah. heard the interviews and heard what he said, and they were like, all right, I'm good. And despite, you know, the endless, not endless, but there were a lot of, like, really sincere, heartfelt apologies. You could find them on YouTube. And Yeah, he did the one where he cried during Gravity oh, Tales. Dude, okay. yeah, and the backup singers were crying and stuff. Uh, yeah. It was crazy. And it, even after all that, and the breakaway from the music and the great new stuff that he's been coming out with that's very different it's just yeah. like really you're just not even nobody gets a second chance huh hmm. yeah it's kind of a it, bummer i mean it can't be a coincidence he hasn't had a grammy since that's true battle studies right or did he was it continuum his last grammy oh no it tend to be to say what i say yeah was say was post continuum so i i guess it was just say uh unless he like played a played a track with like i don't know some old singer like uh Tony Bennett got a Grammy for it. <laughs> yeah, I just uh, think um, it, it kind of. I don't want to say it's just because John May doesn't win them, but it kind of devalues the Grammys a lot. That it's not about the music; it's about the most popular. It's really, know, it's probably, really not though. Like, I mean, yeah. sure, there's some stuff in there. Like Childish Gambino put out a fantastic album last two years. I guess it was two years ago, but it qualified for this year's Oscars or whatever. Uh, Awaken yeah. My Love. It's just a great record. Uh, yeah. I mean, he should have won most pretty much everything last <laughs> in this last uh, <laughs> Grammys, and I think Lord won or some bull crap. And it's it's just it it's so baffling. It, I don't even. Yeah. I just don't know why Lord was even like. I listened to her album, her new one, Melodrama. I think it's called. And I was just like, oh, yeah. this is all very samey. And whereas yeah. I listened to like a new Heim record, and I'm like, these girls are amazing. Why aren't they? Uh. They got I'm snubbed completely. What? Yeah, I'm going to see them next month. Oh, I'm so jealous, dude. <laughs> they're, they're live they're show. Amazing, aren't 
Um, oh man, I've so watched so many videos of their live shows. It, it it's so cool what they do musically. I, yeah, I just think it's brilliant. I yeah. remember um, when I was like, I was debating whether to get tickets, and I was just like, I'm gonna really hate myself if I don't. So yeah. Man, yeah. I gotta keep track of their live show dates because they do some cool stuff instrumentally speaking, and like their music's just really freaking good, man. Like, yeah, the, the vocals and the harmonies are just brilliant as well. Oh yeah, I love the way their songs build. Um, I feel like if John were on this show, which is again, this is a pipe dream. Even if Let's we had all the that. people in the world petition and spam him for it, he probably would be like, I don't have time. Uh, I feel like. He, he, we you could have a good conversation about that band. Like he could definitely yeah. sing. I feel like Haim writes music that he could speak. Like he could actually like speak to and appreciate. You know, because yeah. the way that they build their songs and stuff, and how the rhythm gets in more, and the lead comes in, and then there's another track that comes in, and then there's another track that comes in, and then the end is just this like freaking masterpiece of a I don't know breakdown or whatever. It's so good. Their music is yeah. so freaking great. Um, I was, I was going to say sorry to do a Zane Lowe and interrupt you. But, um, <laughs> okay. but, um, he did he do did that a lot. <laughs> yeah. I interrupted he, you he too, did. though. It's it's fair game. It's fair game. Yeah, he did... Um, what's that podcast? He went on a podcast. Like It's quite a well-known one, I think. But he still he went on a podcast. I think The Great Debates. Yes. Yeah, uh, he talked about pajamas or something. <laughs> <laughs> so he 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 does he does John's podcast. You never know. I don't think he'd, we might have to make a new podcast so he's not coming on the podcast about himself. Yeah, be a bit weird for him. <laughs> be like, didn't yeah. didn't you do a podcast strictly about me for like several episodes? That's really weird. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think it's too late by this point. If we do a healthy amount of episodes, I think he would be game. Like if we did a healthy, yeah. like maybe don't go over 50 or something that'd be a little weird he'd be like this is a little yeah. too obsessive <laughs> i don't know I just trying to just trying to think about it rationally i guess um yeah. anyway well, sorry he's, he's I, I go on lots of tangents on this show that's what we do here he's he's openly said that he um searches the john mayer hashtag on instagram does he so i've, I've seen he um i think he either tweeted it or said about in an interview and he said that he looks up the John Mayer hashtag and I, guess, I should just that, tag it over and over and over again then see if <laughs> yeah even the posts that aren't that. his just tag <laughs> hey I'm in you know I'm on I'm on the beach and then hashtag John Mayer I don't know whatever <laughs> pay attention <Yeah>. to me <laughs> yeah. uh, we'll find a way we will find a way uh, so yeah. it started with for you. It started with with free fall. And did you watch like all of where the light is yeah. because of that? Yeah, basically we searched John Mayer live at Nokia Theatre, oh and then and that was so the first amazing. time I heard yeah. "In Your Atmosphere," and oh. I just this song is so I never, good. I've never like heard a guitar play like that before, mm-hmm. and I just remember when I first listened to him, and I was like, "This isn't just going to be another artist that I listen to. I'm gonna." end up obsessing over this person right <laughs> and sure enough that happened um, yeah i think slow dance in the burning room where the lightest version as well that's another first one i listened to i think oh, man. in order it went free fall in in your atmosphere slow dancing i think gravity as well we ended up just buying the thing on itunes oh yeah we didn't have spotify so. i was gonna say man that, that had to have been a crazy awesome journey to go back and listen to all those records like yeah i knew i had a lot of catching up today man, but, yeah because um, i came in 
like no such thing was a brand new single and that's when i jumped in like that's that's early john mayer like it's not the earliest john mayer because he did have the inside wants out ep before that but it's just crazy because i it was the same thing for me like i think it was at a certain point um when i was reading his lyrics that i was like ah crap this is going to be a musician that i just obsess over and study nonstop now because his lyrics weren't like anything i'd ever heard before uh, just the way that it was mapped out and the way that he told the story and no such thing. Um, yeah. Yeah. That was, so, I'm. yeah, I totally know that feeling that you're describing. Yeah. It's just, yeah, same with the uh, guitar playing on the atmosphere. I just knew, like, I knew I wanted to I'd play it. I'd had mm-hmm. no, well, I'd had, like, some feelings of wanting to learn guitar before that. But when I heard in your atmosphere, I was like, oh, I guess it's seven. I guess I'm yeah. learning guitar. <laughs> and, um, the freaking tune, the e tuning that he does, God, no, I'd still get anxiety when tuning up to that. Yeah, it's E B E F sharp B E or something. Right. Like, how did he even come up with that? I I have no idea, but fortunately he got some mileage out of it with that and something's missing. So yeah, good for um, him. <laughs> yeah, when I went to see him for the second time, he um he he teased something's missing like he was playing he was about to play a song and then I think he saw a sign saying something's missing and then he like played a little bit of it and then obviously me being the guitar nerd I'd become I was like I said to my brother he's going to play in your atmosphere and um, he was like how do you know I was like it's the same tuning and then he played it and I was like oh my god he's only written two songs in that tuning and so (laughs) he wrote another one uh, same same time last year this time last year something like that totally unreleased this is like a deep cut like unreleased live song he played like once and he he did that tuning and he did that tuning and it was like uh and it was like capo five or something like that um so that's the only other time i remember him doing it but that song he never revisited really ever and he probably never would if he heard it again he'd be like oh no that's you know it's kind of like when people ask him about older songs he's like oh no i can't i can't do that you know it's just not as good you know I mean, um, I got really lucky with the shows that I went to, though. Just I, I saw in your atmosphere consecutive shows. Like, how many people can say that? Because it's quite a rare song. It doesn't come out yeah. much. Um, yeah, it, yeah. In in the Search for Everything tour, he played it like almost like clockwork every other show, which is crazy. Because before that, it was like it, the only time we had heard it was from. Well, before Where the Light Is, it was like a rare thing that he would ever play it. And we everybody just wanted him to play it, you know. It's like, dude, yeah, it's a great song. Play that song. When um, he announced the chapters for the tour, yeah, I think we all knew that in your atmosphere was going to be not in every show, but in a lot of shows. Yeah, and, and it was consistently. Em- yeah, Emerge of a Wave was going to get a lot of appearances because that's mm-hmm. like the only. Correct me if I'm wrong. That's like the only acoustic-driven song of Search Everything, apart from the theme. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I knew that I was going to get to run. I'm glad I got to hear that one live. And the uh, what's that other one? Rolling on home, but that's I think he's done that with full band. Yeah, I don't think he played that. I don't think he's played that on the tour at all. Yeah, you know what? You might you might be right, uh, but I, I get the feeling that uh, if he if he did, it would have been full band anyway. I don't know why. <laughs> yeah, no, he wouldn't have played the acoustics. It was it's quite it's changing. No, changing. Funny, he did full band too, didn't he? Yeah, changing. I actually um, that one's I don't know if you did as well. Now, the changing actually surfaced on YouTube like a good few years before yeah. everything. So did and the Rolling cool. On Home. I was like, where did these come from? Like, <laughs> I don't yeah. remember seeing these. 
And like it was so weird hearing changing for the first time in studio and knowing all the words. Like, yeah. Because I'd listened to because it was like called done changing, but yeah. then that's what they titled the YouTube video. And um, it was really weird listening to it for the first time. Yeah. And because and it was I'd heard that. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't. Yeah, I didn't like changing the first time I heard it for that reason. Uh-huh. That's why I don't think he should ever do an in your atmosphere studio version, because yeah. I had the idea of what i thought changing would sound like from the acoustic version and when it wasn't that i was trying to like eh. but no i, I, I like it now it's definitely oh yeah an, me too i like song. i love the build of it I, and i definitely had the melody in my head before the song came out and everything but uh uh yeah i did i did like the uh, eventual build of that song and the, the solo is just awesome yeah and i like it's the lyrics so it's ridiculous good. yeah it's definitely one of the more underrated songs on the album. Oh yeah, I'll agree with that for sure. Because um, I, th- I, h- I hardly think I feel like people will just kind of like forget about that. Be like, oh yeah, that's right, that song's on the record. <laughs> yeah. Songs on the switch for everything. And yeah, on that topic actually, so I was going to bring this up at another point, but I do think that's what, what Love on the Weekend should have been. Mm-hmm. I don't think he made the decision made in Love on the Weekend the first single. Um, oh. I think it, it's. Uh, I, I like it. I like the song. I just don't think it should have been like the, the, uh, the lead single. Um, oh yeah, for sure. Helpless, helpless would have been served better to be the well, and the album would have been served better to have helpless yeah. be the lead single. Honestly, and I don't think Love on the Weekend would have got as much hate as it did if it wasn't a lead single. <laughs> right. There was so much build up around here hearing that song, and his interview with Facebook Live got me hyped. And uh, and then when it came out, I was kind of like, oh okay, you know. Yeah, because the, the, the trouble with social media, okay. the trouble with social media and him like on Instagram now, he everybody saw like the like proper guitar jams that he was doing. Yeah, we want that. And, <laughs> yeah, and then when the, when the weekend came out, I can just imagine like all of the guitarists around the world just going, "Is this a like?" <laughs> and it's such a shame because it's such a nice song, and I think it definitely drew me a lot. I mean. It just shouldn't have been that lead single. It should have been helpless or moving on and getting over. Yeah, yeah, moving on, moving on, getting over too. Yeah, that's a really good one. Just imagine, imagine if that was a lead single. Imagine Man. how hot people would have been. Yeah, they'd have been like, "That's John Mayer." That would that would have been a kind of a turning point for people that would have given it a listen that haven't heard his music yeah. in a while. They, oh, that's John Mayer. He sounds like that now. You know, instead of "Love on the Weekend," where it's kind of like, "Oh, that that kind of makes sense." You know, that sounds like John. Yeah. <laughs> And I think it's interesting. It's interesting the point you and JD made about New Light is what you hoped Love on the Weekend was. Yeah. Yeah, the, the um, hype building up to Love on the Weekend was kind of like, especially with the title like that, was kind of like, oh, this is going to be a funky jam. Yeah, definitely. And then it wasn't. And I was like, oh, oh man. Yeah. <laughs> but New Light it's totally works. Nice. What do you think of uh, New Light being released independently, apparently? I... I think that's kind of telling, honestly. Like, I feel like this the the label was um, kind of holding him back from releasing new music, honestly. At the same time, it could have been John being in his own head about you know releasing new music because yeah. I know he wanted to release way more music than he did last year. But we all know he gets ahead of himself quite a lot. Yeah, he does. He does do. He overpromises a lot, uh, and, yeah. and that's you know. It's our fault as being as being loyal longtime fans as we are. It's our fault for like believing them and buying into all the hype for it. It's our own fault. But, but to be fair, he's delivered on the last two. He's two and zero this year. 
Yeah. Because he, he said new music was coming, it was. Yeah. Um, and he said announcement yesterday for today, and that got announced. He sat at a controlled video. danger show with Dave Chappelle not like a couple weeks before New Light came out. That yeah. I, uh, he said, the quote was I think somebody asked him about playing new music, and he was like, uh, No, nah, I think I'm just going to focus on playing this year instead of releasing yeah. new music. So it was a total misdirect. He knew what he was doing. <laughs> I think, He's not above that. <laughs> I, can't, I can't tell if he over promises on purpose anymore yeah. because that happens too much. And yeah, it does. So we're all still waiting for zero. I want zero. Uh, <laughs> I want zero as long as in your atmosphere isn't on it. Uh, I'll take in your atmosphere if it's acoustic and has like a, a like a, I don't know, like a piano part to match it. You know, not not anything, just acoustic and like piano, but like scattered piano, not like a full chords like changing or yeah. uh, whatever. You know, yeah. um, I think that could be a really pretty song, uh, think, but um, just don't put drums on it. Seriously, no, yeah, no, don't put that on <laughs> Portable heart needs to be on that as well. That was a lost one from the born and raised era. Which one? Portable heart, portable heart. Oh yes. I can't even tell you how that song goes right now. I heard it like once or twice, and then it just fell out of circulation. Yeah, um, there's, there's a few good ones. I mean, if you're talking and release songs, yeah, you can uh, find a bunch think. of them. Breaking the clouds. I think Man on the Side would be on there. Oh man, Man on the um, Side would be great. I know we got that on any given Thursday, but like studio version of that. Right. I um, think he did a when he did his own uh, band in like high school or just out of high school. It was a Villanova Junction. It's a deep again deep yeah. cut, deep John Mayer cut. Uh, they had a six song EP or whatever you want to call it. It had Outside in the Underground on it, and it had Man on the Side. I think it was like full band, and it was just weird. It was just like, this doesn't work at all. <laughs> Have you heard the acoustic version of that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, where he, go, he goes off in the intro, and then there's a solo in the middle. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, That's the yeah. version I knew before Any Given Thursday came out. Like, And then Any, any yeah. Given Thursday came out, and I was like, whoa, this is the official version now. I mean, especially with that Stevie Ray Vaughan Lenny intro. Jeez. Yeah. Dude spoils us, guitarists. <laughs> Spoils us. Oh, man. Uh, I wanted to bring up... Oh, yeah, that's right. There is a mayor tweet that I landed on to be the quote of the episode. Because I'm counting these as quotes. Uh, This one is actually a really just... uh, You know, it shows his self-awareness, which he views himself as like some type of curse or something. Um, But it also is just a relatable thing. Uh, So here's a quote. It's... uh, Whenever I come home from a party, I like to play a little game called Why Did I Tell That Story? I think this is from July uh, last year. This is a tweet. And look, there's sometimes whenever he, re- he like posts a tweet and I'm like, God, I do that all the time. <laughs> yeah. I do that all like at work. I even like, I'll, you know, in conversation, I'll be like, why the crap did I just tell everybody that? It must be even worse for him, though. Obviously oh, yeah. He, he'll be drawn out for parties with like a mixture of famous people and non-famous mm-hmm. people i'd imagine and i'm sure that and he actually has like a litany of stories that he could tell them that yeah, are better sure. so it's probably more he's asking himself why didn't i tell a better story whereas me it's like i'm just wasting my breath i'm just spewing hot air it doesn't make any sense what i'm i have no valuable stories like this guy does so <laughs> different levels for both of us same tweet though 
same same tweet. <laughs> you can relate to it. Yeah, I actually um, brought one up as well. Oh, you did? Nice. Yeah. Um, this this person on Twitter, tw- uh, it was like during one of his Q and A things that he does. Yeah. And uh, someone asked him, "What are some guilty pleasure songs that you listen to?" And uh, he replied, "Guilty pleasure is a, ch- a cheap term used by people who need to attach a disclaimer to their own tastes. It's liability coverage. Who needs it?" Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's, uh, that's the, great. The, the guy replied in response, "Why must you expo- expose me like this?" <laughs> but no, I just think it's really true, though, isn't it? The term "guilty pleasure" is yeah. overused a little bit. Yeah, it was, um, I mean, for people that don't, like, they know that what they're listening to, if you know what you're listening to is, like, bad, or uh, it's, this applies to movies especially, because that term gets thrown around a lot when I talk about movies. Yeah, uh, guilt, like, guilty pleasure, I think it's only really applicable when you're watching something that you know is just garbage, or you're listening to something that you know is garbage, like, just complete yeah. garbage. Um, and I don't mean, like, good pop music garbage that's on the radio now i mean unlistenable garbage but you still listen to it i mean then yeah i would feel guilty about enjoying it (laughs) but otherwise there's no reason to feel guilty you know why would you feel shame for liking something i've never seen somebody comment on guilty pleasure like that because it just gets thrown around so much i've never actually seen someone defend the term guilty pleasure right i yeah i think it's just this dude in his way is way with words and things he says like that and uh i've stumbled i've stumbled upon the analysis of that term and more in discussing movies and stuff online but um yeah he does have a way with words though where he's like he asset he analyzes terms that you're like oh i never thought to analyze that you know i thought it was just a term that everybody used do you, do you know. ever wonder how he comes up with these tweets? Like, no, freaking clue. He's just sitting there. He just, yeah. He's just sitting there. Like, it just co- comes into his head. Yeah. Or he's reading something that I can just imagine he reads something that really annoys him, and he just has to tweet about it or make an Instagram post. Right. I know that his goal last year, or not last year, but when he rejoined Twitter was just just to be dumb, like post funny <laughs> dumb observations. And uh, he, yeah. I know that he'd posted a bunch of like tweet dra- like drafts from his tweets too he would yeah. do that on occasion where like he's like these are tweets that didn't make the cut because that's what that's what his goal is is to try to try to be as creative as possible and try to be clever and funny but in so many characters and i, I don't i don't know why he left maybe he just got tired of the toxicity there because there's a lot of it he um, has a weird relationship with twitter yeah he's left it and came back left it yeah. and came back yeah he's not and, i shouldn't say he, he didn't close his account or he left it open for marketing to share his new songs yeah. and stuff like that uh, I think, or whatever you want to call those people. I don't know if you agree. I think he uses um, Instagram stories, like he used to use Twitter. Yeah, he does use Instagram way more. I don't know what. That's kind of weird to me because, like, pictures don't. I don't know. I don't know. I just yeah. don't care about pictures as much as I do about reading, <laughs> reading tweets. Yeah. I just it, don't. His Instagram stories are just comedy gold sometimes. Though. Yeah, it's they just... are. Yeah, we wouldn't have Big Shirt without it. That's for sure. Oh. <laughs> he um he played that in a uh, Tampa in Florida. He's not before he? you going to the firm. Yeah, he's because he played know. that a little bit in uh, Kansas City, I think, mm. or Dallas. One of the two where he talked about how he would drive his friends, especially musician friends, crazy because he just invents songs on the spot, and they're really, really bad, and they're dumb. Yeah. 
and then he went into Big Shirt. I think it was a Kansas City show because I'm pretty sure it was the night of release. And and that night he invented a song that's like, all of my life I've been lonely, but it's like an octave higher than that. And <laughs> all of my life, it was like that. And yeah. because it was kind of like a joke to him, like how he was like, um, he was trying to introduce a song or he was about to go into a song that's actually pretty sad. I can't remember what the song was. That's uh, going to drive me crazy. Oh, no. He was saying, what if I went into a song that was really sad? Yeah. Uh, so he was trying to build it up. He was basically saying, hey, how's everybody doing out there? You all having a good time? And then he was like, wouldn't it be great if I just went into like the most depressing song in the world after saying that? <laughs> everybody having a good time? <laughs> all of my life I've been lonely. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I'm like, God, that's really funny, actually, <laughs> to think about. Um, um. Like he suddenly goes into like uh, quiet or something, just a depressing, like slow song. <laughs> <laughs> just can't seem to find the quiet in my mind. Yeah, I just remember I remember being on Facebook and because um, I can't it would have been like quite late by time, but um, I just remember getting an influx of like pending posts all at once and yeah. it was like to approve, and it was like he just played picture, he just played picture, and I was like, oh my god! And then someone sent the video and it got like three hundred likes on the page, which is <laughs> yeah. Oh. People love his little Easter egg shout outs from his weird Instagram jokes. It's <laughs> yeah. He, he played it before um like the finale in the frame of me. We don't um I will be found before you know oh, the frame of me. That's time. awesome. I've Dang. actually heard that song um like in full in the first show I went to. Actually. Wow. Yeah, it's I quite will be found. wow. He did, he doesn't bring it out a lot. No, no, not at all. He barely brings out anything from Paradise Valley that's not named Dear Marie. <laughs> Dear, <laughs> Dear Marie's Marie. pretty popular for him. Uh, yeah. I think it's a sing-along aspect of that song. Uh, also, it's yeah. just the lyrics are pretty damn good. Yeah, so um, it's a great song. It's I was, not one of my favorites from Paradise Valley, but I think it's just... It's, I think it's great I, live. It's better live than I ever anticipated it being because listening to that song on the record, the first, I mean, the first time is you hear it... I. I probably heard it somewhere else. Like he played it live first. Um, and, and, uh, I was kind of like, yeah, that's, you know, that's pretty good, you know, but it's kind of like repetitive. Um, mm-hmm. but you, when you pay attention to the lyrics, it's kind of like a different, you get like a different, I don't know, point of view on I the song. I, I think I've ever played it. I've ever played it. And I don't like it as much as I used to. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, I, I don't, that, I don't know. That was like, that was the designated acoustic song on Paradise Valley as well. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Because heaven knows, I mean, you can't, what are you going to do? Play wildfire acoustic? Yeah. It just doesn't, it does not compute. I, I mean, you could you could try and figure to, out a rendition, but it's one chord. The entire, like, verse. <laughs> I have to set list up of the uh, first show that I went to. He went, um, Queen of California, wildfire, slow dancing in the burning room, uh, waiting on the day, speak for me. No such thing. Call me the breeze. I don't trust myself with loving you. And then he did uh, Arm on Fire, um, Bruce Springsteen cover. Oh, yeah. Into, the the in, Battle Studies, uh, yeah. whatever, iTunes exclusive track or whatever. In, in To Stop This Train, yeah. um, Half of My Heart, uh, something like Olivia. And then he played I Will Be Found. And then uh, Paper Doll, Who Says Vultures, Age of Worry, which he doesn't play much either. And yeah. then, obviously, The Mandatory Gravity. Uh, and then he played Drifting Blues into Walt Grace. I was going to say Walt Grace at my first concert. <laughs> and then he closed with Dear Murray. Man, so, a, so many born I, and raised in Paradise Valley cuts there. That's great. 
Well, when I look back on that set list, that was yeah. funny. Oh, I don't think I realized how good the show was when I was there. Obviously, yeah, now that I'm listening to the set list, I'm like, man, I would have liked Age of Warrior at my shows. <laughs> that would have been really cool. Yeah. Oh, well. He, he, he did this cool thing where he had the lyrics in the background behind him as well. Oh, that's awesome. I think, I think that's cool when he had that on YouTube. Um, but no, I've really got lucky with um, the shows that I've been to. Apparently, um, he really ups his game when he comes to London, though. It'd be kind of like someone from England playing Madison Square Garden, I mm-hmm. imagine. Because you kind oh, of yeah. feel like you have to up your game a lot. Yeah, you're kind I don't know yeah. how true that is. I can imagine it being true for a touring artist where you're like, okay, I'm somewhere special now. Like, you know, this I'm not normally here. This crowd doesn't normally see me, and I have to do something. So I have to up my game. Yeah, for sure. I can see that being a train of thought for them. Uh, I wanted to bring up tour. the what was yeah, that? Sorry, I was going to say on the Born and Raised tour, um, the one that I didn't get to go to because it was last Sunday. Um, oh, man. Apparently, he walked out, and um, he's he, like the first thing he said was like, "What are you all doing here?" Because he didn't think like the O2 would sell out for him. Because he's <laughs> he's traditionally not as well known as in England as he is in America. And um, I think I only heard that from like my brother, who said his friend went to the show. But someone in uh, John Mayer's best said he, he did say something along those lines, which is that's that's great. I'm, I am happy. Yeah, I'm, I well, and I I think that he didn't expect that album to really like do anything because it yeah. was so drastically different than his previous styles. Uh, sure. So yeah, I, it's it's probably that on top of like yeah, I'm not as popular here, yeah. <laughs> so it's gonna yeah. be like sixteen Sorry people. For <laughs> <laughs> Sorry for Zane Lowe and you again. Yeah, you Zane Lowe, unbelievable. No, it's fine. Uh, I do it all the time, uh, and I, I don't even apologize for it. You know, I'm just like whatever. I'm owed this interruption. No, I'm kidding. I wanted to bring up the group though, the uh, yeah. the John Mayer uh, knows best group. Yeah, um, that sure. we uh, we joined. Uh, me and JD joined like shortly after starting the podcast because we didn't even know the group existed until I think it was Kyle, America Kyle, who uh, America. who brought it to my attention. Like, yeah, I'm in this group, uh, so you should join because you're gonna they're gonna want to hear you this podcast there or whatever. Um, how did you? Were you there from like its inception or did you join sh- like later? Um, and now you're an admin, I was right? Actually- yeah, um, it, I'm a moderator, but it's the same thing as an admin. Yeah, um, I can't kick the admins out. I can't really go into it because, um, but um, they made me a moderator because they've had some problems before with admins kicking other admins out. Oh, I, I see. Just, okay. It, it, obviously, they they trusted me enough to make me moderator, but right. it's fair enough. Like, I don't need the only thing I can't do is kick other admins out, and why would I do that anyway? Right. Uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, um, I actually was in the group for a long time before I uh, even posted. Um, just like one of my like uh, earliest John Mayer friends, I'd say, from Instagram, like before I was even in, well, obviously before I was in John Mayer, those bands. But, um, but yeah, from Instagram, and uh, she told me about it, and I joined it, and I didn't really think too much of it. But then during, like, when the search for everything was coming out, it was popping up a lot on popping up a lot on my newsfeed mm. because it was more active because of the new album yeah and then i started taking part in it more and um yeah basically i got talking to like i don't i don't even think i knew she was an admin at one time but um as i was noticing a lot of the posts were taking hours at a time to get approved 
Oh, yeah. And I was just like, look, if you need any help with it, I'd be more than happy to. And I'm in a different time zone as well. So Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. And then and nothing happened of it straight away. But I think around the time that I went to uh, see John Mayer on the Search Reference Tour, mm-hmm. um, I got a notification. I woke up, I think that the day after seeing John Mayer, actually, I woke up. And then it said, you've been made a moderator of John Mayer's Best. And I messaged the admin. I was like, have you made a mistake? Or did you mean to? <laughs> <laughs> and they were like, no, we, we think you've, um, we spoke to the founder of the group and we think you'd be good for it. So, yeah, that's perfect. Yeah. It, yeah, you, I know, yeah. I noticed you before because you were very active. And uh, yeah, yeah the, just being made a moderator made sense, especially if they needed help with the volume of posts that they have, which is now a crap ton. Because you mentioned how many do they, do we have now? Like fourteen thousand. Yeah, it's about three fourteen thousand. They might have already passed it. I haven't checked. But, wow. Um, before we recorded, it was on uh, thirteen thousand nine hundred seventy something. Wow. Good grief. Uh, but please, please continue to join if you're listening to this and you don't know what the heck we're talking about. John Mayer knows best. That's the name of the group on Facebook. Yeah, there was a time. Safe space, everybody. There. Safe space. Yeah. Uh, we try and make it a safe space. We've had yeah. some problems with it before. And I've been told by a few of my friends from in the group mm-hmm. that they're not as active anymore because of the, the negativity in it. But the way I see it is we all have stuff to do, the admins. I mean, me less so, obviously. Um, <laughs> but um, we can only see so much, unless there's actually like a report button. If anybody's listening, there's a report button. So if you see something like not good in the group, yeah, you come up, it comes up at the top of the group for us if someone reports a post. And I've had to block people from the group before. It's not fun. because Yeah, I'm sure it's not. But it's yeah, a necessary thing. It's it's crowd control at that level because it's fourteen thousand people. It's ridiculous. Yeah, <laughs> it's insane. And uh, yeah, and I know it's not like yeah. I mean, there's no way to make it always a safe space for people to just share their mayor love and stuff like that. Obviously, there's yeah. going to be room. There has to be room for discussion about things like what songs you like yeah. and don't like. Um, yeah, but yeah, people are shy to shy to report, and I get that because you don't want to be perceived as like the tattletale or whatever. Yeah, we had we had a bit of a problem with um, some of the topics discussed in the search for everything's lyrics, um, particularly uh, I'm just going to name drop Katy Perry. Um, oh yeah. Sorry, sorry for anyone I've just defended by saying Katy Perry. But, um, <laughs> we had a lot of um, people commenting that they didn't come to the group to listen to Katy Perry, and they were tired of posts. And like, yeah, we we don't often have to, but like sometimes we the admins like usually we just go on with it but when there's a topic like that we just spoke and we were like look the songs are literally about Katy Perry we can't not talk about Katy Perry yeah <laughs> so and there becomes a time where you're just um limiting like you said limiting discussion and it's you have to let some things through yeah because there were anything. several several posts and I know it's I mean I know you guys already have like posts approved what it, whatever it's called post pending or you submit yeah, your post we, for approval basically if you're a member yeah pretty much yeah, uh, and I know that uh, you know that's a lot of crap to go through, and I'm sure you get repeating <laughs> posts that are especially like about like, well, what about Katy Perry, this, that, and third. And I do remember seeing like an admin post that was like, all right, guys, can we settle down with this Katy Perry stuff a little bit, like just a little bit? Because then yeah, other people it, were posting other stuff on top of the Katy Perry stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like other personal stuff, and it's like, okay, well, we don't. All right, now we're going just down too deep of a rabbit hole. 
Um, but they, you're right, though. They're totally, Search for Everything is totally the Katy Perry album, much like Battle Studies is the Jennifer Aniston album. <laughs> yeah. It, yeah, it's not often that we have to put out statements to Drew. I don't want to call them statements because right. you know, we're, we're fans as much as everyone else is in the group. Yeah. When we put out a statement, it's like we've been messaged multiple times. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Like and obviously, because bombarded. I'm friends, <laughs> because I'm actually Facebook friends with a lot of people in the group, um, I actually a few occasions have had been messaged about the same thing and you can't ignore it because for obvious reasons like we've had people comment before that like saying John Lennon knows best is like the group they come to after a hard day and it's just like when you get messages like that it just amps the responsibility of a little bit to make yeah. it uh, make it a good place to for sure be. but um, I think for anybody who for anybody listening who sees the negativity in the group, I just encourage them to report posts and also be grateful that there's a uh, post approval system because a lot more would get through. <laughs> yeah, it would be a some, nightmare without that. <laughs> we, we have to delete some interesting posts. Mm-hmm. There's nothing too bad. There's some blatant like people trying to take advantage of the amount of members we have. Like, yeah. Nothing to do with John Mayer. Like, promote themselves oh yeah i sound i sound like john mayer you should come listen to me or whatever and you're like okay dude all right can you play like one of his covers at least play one of his songs so you like we know whatever (laughs) yeah that was another problem we had with covers like there was really like negativity around covers at one point i was just saying i don't get it like yeah, I'm sure. John Mayer would be really happy with people covering his songs. Like, yeah, and that's um, that is showing appreciation for the man. You know, it's not. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I think covers think, are cool and a good way to be like, hey, if you like that, I don't know, listen to whatever. <laughs> listen to my other music that's not John Mayer music, uh, which is a gamble. But you know, I mean, I think that's the best way to do it in a group like that. Um, I was okay. gonna say there's a movie group I'm a part of. That is about two. That's got to be more people than that. Yeah, it's twenty five thousand members, and they don't do the uh, approval process for posts, and it's a nightmare. Um, so I had to hide them from my feed because <laughs> it's just like every for every equal posters and you know every positive posters a negative one. It's always like an equal reaction of just you know this movie sucks you know there would just be a ton of that and john mayer knows best if you didn't if you guys didn't do what you do Um, yeah to be honest i don't understand any group over say a thousand members that doesn't have a post approval system right people will take advantage of the amount of members you have yeah absolutely we all appreciate you taking on the responsibility of moderating because that is no thank you pass on that for me personally it's it's actually (laughs) Like for for me, I don't know how they've been feeling. It's not too bad because there is eight of us, and it gets uh, spread around quite a lot. But um, and really, all we do is make sure the post is um, not about John Mayer. And also, I've developed this um, controversy filter in my head. And if I think a post won't go down well in the group, even if it is about John Mayer, I won't approve it because it just cuts out the middleman of like. Um, if we approve the post, we'll have to delete it later anyway. So yeah. Might as well just not approve it. Right. Um, <laughs> and we have a new system as well um, for new members where you have to basically agree to not be in a dick. Um, yeah. And you say your favourite John Mayer song. And then, uh, and again, I don't know what the other admins do, but 
I just don't approve people who don't answer both questions. Like I, I just leave it for the other admins. Just, yeah, that's that system in place for a reason. That makes <laughs> I mean just, that makes total sense to me. Especially you know what I would decline it if they answered their favorite song was Your Body's Wonderland. I would straight up decline <laughs> it right there. It's like oh that's the only Dude. song you know. Get out of get out of this group. <laughs> just kidding. I think I think we've even had someone um, answer no to like do you agree with the. Uh, guidelines of the group and i'll just like <laughs> complete this with yeah, that, do you... <laughs> you do fill it out but you put no that means you read it and you were like f this why would you still join then why would you hit submit that doesn't make sense it's so crazy yeah i have no idea <laughs> um do you have um a you do have a lyric of the uh lyric that you wanted to highlight for this episode right yeah i, I have a few but i'm gonna choose uh one in particular considering it's born and raised Born and raised day yesterday. Yeah, yeah. It's um from my face to call home. In the opening line, I'm an architect of days that haven't happened yet. Yeah, I just think it's it's brilliant. It's basically everybody with anxiety, pretty much, like mm-hmm. constructing days in their head that haven't happened yet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're at, we're we're our own worst enemy when it comes to our future. We can't just let it happen. We always have to plan it out. And that's yeah. I love that opening. That's a great opener. That is a fantastic yeah. opener. And it's not just like, it's like the, it, uh, I'm not really good with describing how the terms in poetry and stuff where like you have certain syllables that kind of like in rap, you know, uh, yeah. where where rappers will like match the, sil- the syllables and like the S sounds and the E sounds or whatever. Yeah. And like they do it like seamlessly and brilliantly. And, and Mayor does a little bit of I am an architect of days that haven't happened yet. It's just a lot of ass sounds in there. And I don't know. It just hits the ear right. It's a little thing. I think my right. favorite example of that is uh, yes, I avoid that I'll somehow avoid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, no, dude, come on. There's clearly a tongue in cheek <laughs> thing going on with that song. <laughs> yeah. I'll Face to Call like, Home is great, though. That's like, I always call that the Fix You John Mayer song, because that's, that's yeah. I'd love the build of that song. It's very much uh, Coldplay-esque, and also not at the same time. It feels very much like a John Mayer song. Yeah, I, I called it um, Wedding Worthy in the song, that I, uh, in the song in the post that I put up earlier about Born and Raised, because it's kind of like, if John Mayer had a wedding song, I think that would be it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, if, yeah. if I believed in the institution of marriage, that would be my wedding song. No, I'm, just, <laughs> I'm not taking a stand on that. I'm just kidding. I don't care. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. But no. That I, is I a good one, been, though. Yeah. And, and then I had, um, I was thinking as well, um, still like the letters in your name and how they feel. Yeah. Like, that line is just so, I, th- I, th- I don't know. That line is just brilliant. JD like, loved that one, too. And he couldn't. He couldn't really like convey what it was about that lyric that was so great. It was just a great lyric on its own, yeah. Without I even needing to explain it, and that's just I I totally agree. It's just one of those lyrics that you hear, and you're like, yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about, and yeah, you don't really need it to go any further than that. <laughs> I think we've all been that, haven't we? Like, still that letters in your name, you yeah. Like, not to get too <laughs> right, but um, there's an, there's another one to break the rules. I chose three. Um, it's actually, um, you might not see this one coming, but it's from Paolo's Valley as well. Not not as well, because the other two have been born and raised and uh, such everything. <laughs> but from On the Way Home, like the little bridge bit, 
he says that you're about to love that's why in Alan Patch in a rented room mm-hmm. how's that life you swear you hate and dress as green of that means too yeah and I just think that's kind of a call out to his audience almost um, saying that like yeah my life is great but you get to go back to a family and mm-hmm. I just think it's a really sad life <laughs> um, but it's already in true mayor form like perfectly encapsulated and Man, I never song. thought of it that way because I, mean, I that's that. There's a lot to wrap your head around with that song because there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of talking in I don't know metaphors and poems in that song. You know, life ain't yeah. short, but it sure is small. You get forever, but nobody at all. And you're like, wait, what? You kind of have to yeah. stop it for a second and actually analyze what the crap he's saying. But yeah, the way that you it's, assess that is yeah, that makes so much sense. It's weird because it's it's like. It's a bittersweet song as it is because it's like about the summer being over, which is bittersweet for mm-hmm. everybody, I think. But um, the the musicality of it is quite upbeat and like happy. Yeah. And then he just hits you, hits you with that line that you just said. Yeah. And then <laughs> the line that I said, and it's just like, damn. Like, and he, he's made it very clear that he's um, wants a family and everything. Um, but I just think those lines, like Alan Pack in a rented room. Um, yeah, that's that she has life on tour, isn't it? Like, yeah, that's that's literally it. That's that's the life he signed up for. And man, you just kind of blow. I, I'm blowing my mind right now, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just I, I chose that one on purpose because it's kind of like a left field one. I, yeah, I knew you wouldn't see it coming. That is the like better deep. lyrical song from that record. Uh, that entire yeah. record, like I mean, there's some really good stuff in there for sure. Like Badge and Gun is awesome. That's top notch. But uh, like on the way home has these lyrics that are just like it's like gut punch and uh, metaphor is the wrong word to use to describe to how he he frames his words and sentences together in that song. But it's uh, it's just not he doesn't he doesn't string the words together in ways that I'm able to predict, and I always like it when he does that, and it makes me think. Yeah, uh, it's a really good song. That's a really great song, um, yeah. musically speaking too. Especially where it's got that breakdown of the lyric that I, uh, I just talked about, where the life ain't short part uh, part and the yeah. then how it comes it comes back in with that ends yeah. on the hopeful note of you never have to really be alone. Um, yeah, that's uh, being alone is like a choice more or less. It's like a state of mind, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, that, that he was, he that definitely wrote that song for himself, like you know, in, in his own yeah. headspace. That was definitely my travel pick because it's kind of deep into the song and deep into the album. It's literally the last song on the album. Yeah. Um, it felt like a finishing like, song for a career, too, <laughs> in a certain way. <laughs> yeah. It's almost like, yeah, I'm retired. I'm going to have a family. Yeah. Right. It's like you're going to live forever in me, kind of like the way that album ends. I'm like, oh, is he done making music now? Like, <laughs> Yeah. Like, it felt very on, final. Uh, really. Yeah. Um, do you have a song yeah. that you wanted to highlight this episode? That we can make it the song of the episode. Song of the episode. Excuse Still, me. Totally burped. I don't know. I didn't have to do that. <laughs> that's actually the one I didn't write down. Oh, um, that's okay. Uh, I, I wrote down there can quote, but um, song of the episode. Um, we can just hit shuffle on my phone and see what happens. Oh, that's I always a last resort, and I love that. This, this show on YouTube that I used to watch did that. It's called like, The Shuffle, and uh, they shuffle a song on the phone, they'd have to cover it on the spot. 
Um, oh man, it's a really interesting concept. Yeah, um, and obviously they'd get to do it in if they didn't know the song, and it was just on their phone. Um, song of the episode, I'm gonna go. I, I've hit shuffle already. Can you hear it? Yeah. Friends live us on the phone. Exactly. There we go. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's the song of the episode. Surprise, everybody. Uh, <laughs> That entire record is uh, is an in, that's an interesting that's an interesting record that's an interesting ride. Is that from Battle Studies? Yeah, yeah. It's clearly a more so experimental type of album. If you don't believe me, go listen to Do You Know Me. Because what other song is like Do You Know Me from the from a John Mayer album? You know. <laughs> <laughs> other than Continuum, I think Battle Studies is Battle Studies is the only one we haven't mentioned yet. Right, we'll that's true. To, we'll, we're we'll get on to continue in a minute. We're going like, full circle, but like in a weird roundabout way. We're like going in it, going about it in like a weird David Lynch type of timeline way. Yeah, <laughs> it's been, all muddy. Battle Studies is probably, other than Book Born or Paradise Valley, I think it's one of the most underrated albums. Because yep. it came after Continuum and it kind of had that pressure. Uh huh. And I do remember, um, I do remember loving it way more than everybody else did when it came out. And since then, I'm like reassessing it through, uh, I guess, matured eyes, much like John has matured too as a songwriter. And I'm like, just, I don't know, just born and raised. And um, what was the other one that just came out? Sorry. The Search for Everything. Uh, it's <laughs> What was the Wait, album we were literally just talking about? Uh, yeah. It's just those albums come out. And then I'm like, yeah, maybe I'm wrong about Battle Studies. But I don't know. Every time I go back to it, I still, I, I still enjoy listening to, i mean heartbreak i just enjoy highlights of the album like heartbreak warfare yeah um as, as, as hard as it as hard as it is to say i don't think it's the complete album i think it's got like like you said highlights on it mm-hmm. i don't think it i don't think it runs through as an album as good as some of his other songs and that's actually more of a compliment to him than it is uh, whatever the opposite of compliment right. is <laughs> um <laughs> but I'd, yeah, it has highlights. Uh, Heartbreak Warfare, who uh, mm. says Edge of Desire. Yeah, oh, Edge of Desire. Yeah, um, that song's but, amazing. That I didn't realize that song was basically like Neon Part Two when he played the Instagram version, the Instagram Live, and he just played that. Uh, he played that song on his electric, and you yeah. know, showed how complex that was. I was like, oh, that's basically Neon Part Two. Like yeah. having to sing over that. I, no, thank you. That's just. Did, did, I'm just never gonna learn that song. <laughs> didn't, didn't he say he, he wrote that song off a guitar practice thing? Like he was watching the presidential stuff. Yeah, he said something along those lines. And the fact that uh, it's it's very riff oriented, where it kind of feels like it kind of sounds like something that you would never really, you know, form a song around. Uh, and then yeah. he played another riff that was very. It was kind of similar, where it was like a really really tough riff uh, that was just like kind of all all over the board, but it repeated. But it doesn't really fit anywhere. It kind of felt like a circus song, honestly. That's that's the first thing that jumped in my head. It sounded like a melody of like a, a circus song. Um, so it wouldn't fit anywhere in a John Mayer song. So it, how inspiring yet demotivating is that song at the same time? <laughs> the fact that you just wrote it, like, just messing about. Yeah. <laughs> at least the guitar part. This but. guy just has to yeah. mess around and write a song. And that's that's what <laughs> comes up with. Is Friends, it? Lovers, or Nothing, uh, f- uh, to circle back to that song, that one yeah. kind of... I don't want to say disappointed me, but it bummed me out that that song ended up becoming The Hurt, which was a popular song going around the circuit before Battle Studies came out. Um, Everybody was like kind of digging that one after Continuum. And it had the lyrics that he put in. 
Um, yeah, he and then the he used he used the same exact chord progression during uh, the bridge there or the ending of the song. Uh, the anything other than yes is no part. That's the that's the hurt. Yeah. That's the entire thing of the hurt. That's uh, <laughs> um, a great song. I highly recommend people go YouTube the hurt John Mayer, and I think I, I think you'll actually really like it. That's one of the songs that when I listen to Battles to these, I listen to, but I don't seek it out. I do like the line. Um, you whisper, come on over, because you two drinks in. But in the morning, I will say goodbye again. I think yeah. it's very clever. Yeah. And, but I don't, like, I, don't, I don't really like the ultimatum feel of the song. It's kind of like a little silly and immature to me. Yeah, I don't know. Because there, there can be an in-between. Yeah, because there kind of can, there kind of is like a weird in-between. There kind of yeah. is. It, I mean, it, it, but he's it takes, actually wrote a song about it as well, Tracing, where you're like kind of in-between friends and lovers. Like yeah. Tracing. So he's trying yeah. to contradict himself. Yeah. But this one <laughs> but yeah. is, I guess this is more of like, a, I'm kind of fed up with this dancing around what we really are type of song. Uh, I yeah. guess. So, I mean, it's kind of more about the frame of mind that he was in, or not that he was in, but the frame of mind that, uh, I guess he, the character that he's singing as, uh, yeah. is kind of trying to portray and that he's frustrated by this relationship and the lack of definition in it. So I mean I guess I you know I get it but uh, there is definitely an in between though it's not a definitive yeah no yeah if you're um, listening John there is an in between yeah it's just it's just weird it's not that's necessarily ideal but you know we've all been there we've all been the in between and it's yeah. it's weird uh, the man on the side <laughs> yeah we've all been the man on the side uh, just give us one night you see this in that new light and you know. Yeah, Boom. Um, then we, we, we won't get onto be, the friend zone. Uh, then we'll, it's yeah. very controversial. Yeah, <laughs> the friend zone line. Oh man, why would you bring that up here? This is very yeah. have me triggered right now. Uh, <laughs> but no, um, I friends, think lovers, and nothing is pretty. Like it's decent for me, you know. It's yeah, musically speaking, it's just like kind of de- like it kind of just goes through the motions, uh, and then it ends, and it's got like a stacking thing it's doing with the guitars that just isn't as interesting to me as it was when he did it in continuum on several albums and several record on several of the songs. Uh, I don't, I don't know. It was just like, it's a decent song to me. It's a good yeah. melody. It's just, it's I miss the, nice. <laughs> the hurt. You missed the hurt. Yeah. Hurting about the hurt. I'm hurting no, about the nice, hurt. That's a nice segue into continuum. Cause, um, I think we've all seen the posts, um, make another continuum. Yeah. So can't go back to continuum. Um, I just wanted to comment on that, really. Um, I consider myself an ambassador for continuing not being as best of all. <laughs> <laughs> as, rid- as ridiculous as that sounds, I just think, like, not in terms of, like, the, the songs are great. The songs are great, but um, yeah. there's also the Where the Light Is versions, um, which, not to take anything away from Steve Jordan and John May's producer, I just think the Where the Light Is versions are better. Yeah. Yeah, where, where the light is, like, okay, seriously, like, I'm, I'm going to find another you on where the light is. I'm like, could, I mean, honestly, this could have been the album version. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Like, like, what? why were you holding back on this one? It's like a two-minute song ender. I, it's just crazy to me. that it, it, The groove just felt really good on the live show comparatively. But I do like Continuum. I do like going back and listening to it a lot. It's just among my circle of friends, um, not the ones I have now that I've made because of this podcast, but, like, uh, yeah. Among my circle of friends, for th- since Continuum came out, that are Mayor fans, and I'm 
among my circle of friends, I'm like the biggest Mayer fan among them because you know I've, I've learned all the songs. I started a podcast about him for crying out loud. Uh, yeah, and okay. and I'm being told by everybody else that Continuum is his best album, and I'm like, I don't know, I just don't, I don't know. I, I just think it's great. On it. Yeah, it's, but it's, it's great. not my number one. I don't think. My take on it is, I know this is not what they're saying when they're saying it's the best, but they're implying it. Mm-hmm. To suggest that he's not made any, he being John Mayer, obviously, um, to imply that he hasn't made any progress as a musician since 2006 is just a really stupid thing to say. Yeah, <laughs> it is. That's true, because it is kind of like kind of reducing his following works to like not as good as Continuum, which is silly. That's... Not, not necessarily um, about quality it's about progression and evolution as an artist yeah. and he's certainly done that so i mean why would you want it to be like part two continuum that's just weird to me <laughs> and i realize that's like a proper overthinking way of seeing it but like every time i see yeah like, continuum making of a continuum i just think like he it is almost saying that he hasn't progressed since yeah. 2006 <laughs> and it doesn't it really it doesn't add up to me either because when I listen to Search for Everything, my immediate thought was Continuum. Like, as a whole, the album had, I don't know, vibes to it that it reminded me of Continuum. Like, particularly yeah. the ones that have grooves in them. Like, the ones that, uh, I'm trying to think, like, Moving On, Getting Over, and uh, feel, Still Feel. Still I, was about to say, I was about to say, Feels Good to Be a Man. <laughs> That's wrong. Um,. <laughs> Still feel like you're. Feels good to be a man. Uh, I get to pee standing up. Uh, <laughs> or if you can pee sitting down, if you're comfortable doing that, no judgment here. Anyway, <laughs> still feel like you're a man. Those, some of those songs with the groove, you can just tell that Steve Jordan was back. You know, like yes, Steve is back. And I don't know. I just yeah. felt the vibes of Continuum, uh, which Battle Studies had some of those vibes too, but it didn't Again. quite get there at sometimes. It was a little too experimental sometimes for its own good. I don't think John helped himself by pretty much declaring that Pina Valadina and Steve Jordan were back because I think everybody thought Continuum Part 2. See, I thought that it was like kind of more or less Continuum Part 2, but it was just a more evolved version of John and his sound. So, I mean, like, Mm. I felt the vibes of Continuum with the rhythm section because it was Pino and Steve. But the lyrics yeah. and the headspace and the songs and the way the songs are structured, it's totally different because it's a different person. It's 10 years later, you know? I think the vocals on the search everything are next level. Like, he's yeah. improved so much. Oh, yeah. Obviously, me too. Born and raised Paradise Valley, his voice was a bit understandably raspy mm-hmm. from yeah, the yeah. surgery. But I think. You could hear the struggle everything. in some of, the, some of the takes that he ended up going with for Paradise Valley. Yeah, for sure. You're like, dude, you- what? that's the one you landed on like badge and gun was like a struggle it sounded like yeah <laughs> still great still a great version of that song um yeah because uh, there's love like a pain that behind that song you know i'd love to and do that live one day yeah even if i just have to watch it on youtube i don't think he's played it before i don't think he has I'm either sure. i'm gonna play it on my new on uh, that my u- my ukulele that i have <laughs> i'm gonna play it on that because yeah. it's high pitched why not yeah we haven't really talked about that, have we? About um, how he's inspired us as musicians. <laughs> yeah, he has done that for me big time. How has he inspired you? I mean, um, obviously, I, we discussed earlier, I found him in 2012. And yeah. then, I think, I, when 
I found that song from The Voice. I think it was literally a few weeks before Born and Raised was due out. Mm-hmm. And I think the first song I heard was Shadow Days, the lead single, which was already out, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember hearing Born and Raised, and obviously it's a very acoustic guitar heavy album. Mm-hmm. And I, I'd wanted to, I'd wanted to learn it before, but I think that coupled with In Your Atmosphere and that, like we talked about earlier, that pretty much cemented it. And I remember like the timeline during. I heard John Mayer 2012. By the end of 2012, I was learning guitar. Um, Man, yeah, that's 2013, awesome. 20, like late 2013, I had my first my first guitar that was mine, which was I learned off someone in the family's guitar. Yeah. And then I saw my first John Mayer show in 2013 as well. So that was a pretty, pretty good year. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, and that's yeah, cool, though. So he of, he's the one who inspired you to pick up a guitar. Yeah. Man, sure. that's that's so incredible. Um, he, he said in an interview once, that's the ultimate compliment when he hears people say that. Um, oh, man. Because he, he knows how that feels or something. Uh-huh. Well, I got to get him on this podcast so I can lie to him and tell him that's why I picked up a guitar. Uh, <laughs> I just started playing because I wanted to. I was just at a place in my life, like as an adolescent, where I was like, oh, I want to try this. I've been meaning to try pick, picking up guitar. But he's certainly a reason that I kept going and wanted to learn new things on it instead of just G's and C's chord, G, G chords and C chords and stuff like that. Um, That's almost as a bit of a compliment in a way. Guitar is very hard to commit to. It is. Yeah. It's, it's very difficult in the early stages to not give up. Yeah, I lost my patience a lot with it starting out. Because when you don't get a sound out of it, you're doing the shapes and everything, the chord shapes, and you're just not getting a sound out of it because your fingers aren't used to it. It's just like, why? Yeah, it's a lot to adjust to. Yeah, sure. But yeah, I've talked about how he's uh, inspired me as a songwriter and whatnot big time on this podcast. So, uh, you know, I don't want to repeat myself too much. (laughs) I've I've seen the video of yours playing Beginning My Body. Yeah. That's why I, I chose that as the title of the show because it was kind of like poetic with my history on that song. The first yeah. time I ever played live with a guitar, period, and sang in front of people was at that talent show. Uh, and that was the first time. Yeah, that was the first time. It's uh, a really polished performance compared to what mine was. <laughs> <laughs> my first time playing guitar in front of people, I was due to sing as well. And I, um, I played the opening chords to the song. And then I felt my I felt my throat close up almost like not literally but you know when you know like when you know something something bad's about to come out of your mouth oh <laughs> like yeah I and I just completely froze and I just went into like this solo and completely bypassed the vocals oh man um, and I was due to play three songs at night and I pretended that I was ill so I didn't have to oh man but that was that was my first time. <laughs> <laughs> I was very well. I mean, it was just one song, so and, and I practiced it like in my freaking sleep for crying out loud. In uh, that ending that I tacked on, that was something that I was like, I'm gonna experiment with this a little bit and see where my songwriting skills go or whatever. Um, and that that ending, I totally like made that up. That was 17 year old Jeff making that shit up. Uh, but um, you can go find that on Je- on my Facebook page, Jeffrey Michael Whitman. That's my music page, and I posted it there. I think it's on the on my YouTube as well. Um, Jeff, just Jeff Whitman or whatever. You could just find bigger than my body talent show. You could literally just search that and you'll probably find it. I'm actually really impressed. That was your first performance. <laughs> <from the time. laughs> 
thanks man yeah i just poured everything into that performance um and the crowd at your side as well didn't you yeah they were they were they were rabid that night they were like super excited for anybody that came out on that stage and very supportive graduation thing do what was it a graduation show or something no it was just a talent show just a talent show yeah that's awesome and uh yeah that was uh my junior year and then the next year i actually uh had a hand in hosting the talent show um which was a lot of fun um that was that was i'd never hosted anything before in my life so that was that was a ton of fun um but uh yeah, that that was my first like actual performance, but don't get me wrong, I've like performed in front of friends and family. That doesn't count though. It's not that was my first time on stage, uh period with a guitar singing. Um yeah. but I had been doing it for like 2 or 3 years before that. So, yeah. I'd had time I'd had time to practice over and over and over and over and over again. Uh before I felt really comfortable getting up there. I was terrified before I, I did that. <laughs> I, I don't think I practiced enough. I was really like sure of myself that I was going to be like great. And then when the sudden realization hit that I was about to sing to a room for the people, I just like went, nope. <laughs> and Singing is, is terrifying. That was the part I was scared of the most. I was like, I know my guitar. I'm good here. We're good here. I got this relationship down between me and the guitar when it comes to this song. Um, but the yeah. vocals, I was I don't, I don't trust. I didn't trust my voice at that time. I probably do now more so because I've been singing much longer. Kind of have a grasp yeah. on what I, I want my voice to sound like. Um, you kind and of I feel like I can it, control it more. It gets um, easier, doesn't it? The yeah. more you play in front of people. Sure. Yeah, exactly. And I have been doing it for, for years since then. Like I was in several bands and we played so many live shows. It just I'm just used to it now. It's just not a big deal to me. Um, I mean, unless it was like a stadium full of people, which I'd never done. Yeah. That would make me crap myself, probably. But... Uh, <laughs> That's crazy to me. But in terms of like actual like, you know, like venues, you know, like bar type venues. Yeah. That's that's still that that are meant for concerts, but they're kind of like smaller. They're not arenas. I can do those. I'm comfortable with those. Arenas? No, I would crap myself at an arena. (laughs) I think I I don't know if it's different if you're like a signed artist because and people come to pay to see you because. Yeah. that would add more to my nerves. <laughs> I, I don't know. Like I, I, the way I see it, unless you're an idiot, you're not going to pay uh, money to go and see someone you don't want to, you don't like. That's true. So you, you kind of have all the um, audience on your side almost. Um, that's a good point. That's my dad explained it to me that way. When, like when, so I think like every uh, kid in England that wanted to be a footballer. Which to you would be soccer player? <laughs> yeah. Um, excuse yeah. me, sir. That's soccer. I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I, I used to say that. Oh, because I used to actually be quite good. And I remember saying that. Oh, I don't think I'm good at playing in front of a lot of people. And that's when he used that analogy. It was like you'd have half the crowd. Well, depending on if you're home or away, you'd have a lot of crowd on your side. Yeah. Because you play for them. <laughs> um, but no, I just think it might it might be different for musicians. Yeah, maybe maybe not starting out because you know if you've just released your first album, you're on your first world tour. That probably is terrifying. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. so much but, pressure. Especially if you don't like your career is kind of on the line at that point. Like if you pass your first two albums, you're pretty much good. Yeah, exactly. Um, you have your yeah. You have what represents you. It's already out there. People yeah. people know it. 
Um, yeah. Well, it's been a good it's been a good ninety minutes, more or less. Yeah. I don't I don't really have anything left uh, on the agenda. I was I was going to say um, if you wanted to talk about the um, the competition, not the competition, but um, the, the favorite John Mayer song thing that we me and JD came up with simultaneously. Oh man, yeah. Um, we will be. Um, yeah, we're gonna do a fun. This is, I mean, this is gonna be like a month or two down the line, maybe more. Because <laughs> I'm, I, I'm gonna take break between between several episodes. I'll take like a break or something. But yeah, yeah, we're definitely gonna do like some type of a tournament uh, style episode of some kind with several people on the show, uh, and we're gonna like, you know, debate amongst ourselves like what's put put Mayer's songs in a tur- put his best songs in a tournament as voted on by the group John Mayer knows best that's where we're going to poll everybody because there's I mean 14,000 people right that's a good sum- summary yeah of what, how well, people feel and when we'll, I did a poll of um, the search everything I think the top song had like 300 votes yeah so that's pretty that's pretty good yeah there's a lot of vote now yeah. people people like their polls man because it's a simple click and you can just scroll past it you don't yeah. have to really justify it if you don't want to uh, yeah. but, but yeah, we're, we're definitely going to do like some type of tournament, which I already do a tournament thing on my other podcast. And that would just be like a really fun thing to introduce to this one, um, yeah. as a way for all of us to get in a heated debate about totally subjective, like opinions on, <laughs> on, on songs. <laughs> I just think it's crazy how I had the idea. And then I told you about, yeah, JD had bring it, brought it up to me the night before. That's really crazy. Yeah. Spoiler alert, by the way. If um, if the final say goes to John Mayer's best, uh, I think I know who will win. If if you want to know. Oh really? Yeah, because obviously I see the um. No, I think we're just gonna have them. We're gonna be the ultimate deciders. Uh, which isn't. I guess that's not really fair to the group, but whatever. We'll 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 ask them for who they would vote for and be like, okay, well let's consider that. They'll get like a vote or whatever. Yeah, um, but ultimately, they, it's going to be between all of us, like debating it. If they like did that. get the final vote there yeah. from um, from approving members into the group, the amount of times I see gravity. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> yeah, literally. No, no, com- gravity is, is not working against us because that's not going to win. No, I'm just kidding. I don't know what would win. Uh, it depends on the matchups. Honestly, that's what we found out in the other podcast yeah. that I do, where like we do tournaments with games and movies and TV shows. It's all about the matchups, really, like what it goes up against. If it were like gravity against slow dancing in a burning room, people would, you know, that would be more like a of a debate would, that would make people miserable. I wouldn't be surprised if I wouldn't be surprised if people refused to vote out of protest. <laughs> <laughs> but, but no, seriously, um, I think I don't know how we're gonna do it, but I think the first round should be um, all the albums, and then take like the top four from each album. Yeah, because then you'd have like. Not like the bad songs, but say like the less popular songs, they'd be eliminated straight away. And yeah, then you could get straight to the popular. Yeah, ones. you could get straight to the big ones, and it would probably be the toughest tournament. And I do a tournament like once a week on a different podcast. It'd probably be the toughest tournament I ever do in my life. <laughs> I think, yeah, I think in the blood would be the search of events that comfortably won the poll that I did, followed by Rosie, which I was really surprised with. Oh wow. Yeah, it's gonna be fun. It's it's definitely gonna be something we'll we'll discuss more uh, the closer we get to it, um, and I'll yeah. introduce it more in the group. Yeah, um, sure. yeah, as time goes on, for sure. Uh, yeah, 
Thanks for bringing that up because yeah. I uh, was totally just going to be like, surprise, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I pretty much got everything. I got, got for everything I wrote down there. Oh, cool. Yeah. Awesome. So. Well, it was uh, thanks for coming on. And, That's right. uh, thanks for having me on. No, not a problem at all. Uh, and you'll be back soon, I'm sure. So yeah. what is, do you have like somewhere that people can find you or just the group? The um well yeah i'm I'm in the group and then yeah. i have instagram which is well as of a few days ago it's kjwmc um so i'm gonna be posting guitar stuff on there oh, okay, trying cool. to take it seriously just before my instagram was like a mess of like personal stuff and music and i basically looked at all the other music accounts that were successful and thought i need to just make a music one um and yeah, I'm on Twitter as well, under the same handle, but I don't really use that as much. Oh, nice. But, yeah. Cool, man. Where everybody... And, uh, go, and everybody needs to go look you up then. Um, you can find everybody. Please find us on Facebook and iTunes and all that stuff. And YouTube, I think we're going to maintain a presence there. I'm uh, Jeff Witty, W-I-D-D-Y on Twitter. And I'm on Instagram too, and I always forget I am. My bad. Yeah. Um, but you can find me there too. Uh, so thanks for listening to this episode. We'll be back. We're, I mean, we're going to take like, uh, we did three episodes. Like this is the third episode of a new spell of episodes. I'm going to take like a break or something and work, work out a schedule with some new guests and we'll be back. I'll be back with some different uh, people and stuff like that. And then we'll, we'll eventually be, do the tournament one later on. You'll be around the bend. again. I'll be around the bend. Well, yeah, we were around the bend again. Yeah. That's the name of the next episode. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool, man. Well, uh, thanks for listening, everybody, and uh, see you around the bend.